Hello, this is Emma. I hope you are well. This is a recording about some of the best ways that we can support people through anxiety or situations that are topical for us as a society, which may induce more fear and anxiety in certain people. And something that is really topical at the moment, of course, is the outbreak of coronavirus or COVID-19, whichever you prefer to call it. It's on the news, people talk about it when they're out, it's in the papers, it's on social media, it's everywhere. And regardless of what you think about it and how you might cope with it, there may be people that you know who may be having a much more difficult reaction to this. Maybe they're triggered by it, maybe it's somehow setting off a pre-existing anxiety or fear or phobia with them. So this recording really is about how you can support them, how you can find out how they are and really offer a friendly ear as they go through this and as they experience some feelings and thoughts around this virus that you might not be having yourself. So the key to this really it's about finding empathy. Finding empathy is hard when you don't feel exactly the same way yourself. But we find empathy for someone and in the situation that they're talking about by imagining that we're standing in their shoes. You know, if I, if I was that lady from work who has an anxiety issue, how would I feel right now knowing that my husband has, you know, um, some medical pre-existing conditions that the media are saying means that they might be more susceptible to problems with coronavirus. Imagine how I would feel if I was her. I might be that little bit more worried. I might be that little bit more on guard. That basically is empathy in a nutshell. The other thing that's important is to know the signs of stress in people. So whether you are um, a manager and you're listening to this and you're thinking about your staff dealing with um, their emotions and thoughts around coronavirus, or whether you're thinking about a neighbour, someone in your family, a friend or a colleague. It's about knowing people's history with stress. It's about knowing the signs of when they're stressed. So you might have somebody in your head right now and think, yeah, I know they had that tough time last year. I know it was stress related. You might even know that somebody has an, a diagnosed anxiety disorder, a generalised anxiety or a panic disorder or maybe even a phobia. But if you've got any suspicion that somebody has got some underlying emotional condition that might be triggered by this coronavirus outbreak, it is well worth checking in with them, not being afraid to say, how are you? Not being afraid to say, I know you had that big thing happen last year and you were off work with stress for a while. I just wondered how you're doing at the minute. You don't necessarily have to bracket it into coronavirus, you know, and use all of that stuff. But don't be afraid to check in with people who you think are possibly a little bit vulnerable to this in terms of stress and anxiety. And really think about the signs of stress. If that person was stressed, how would they show it? Would they be, you know, if they're at work, would they be slightly more erratic at work? Would they be a little bit more... Um, deadline focused or you know somebody at home or in the family are they looking a bit more jumpy are they kind of a little bit more tired are they yawning a bit more 
Because often with anxiety and stress, we get a bunch of physical symptoms as well as mental symptoms. Anxiety and stress can be exhausting. It can feel like everything is out of control. Sometimes people, when they're struggling with signs and, and sensations of anxiety, they like to control something. Is somebody in your family, you know, suddenly really laying down the law and everything's their way or the highway, you know? That can be a sign as well. But don't be afraid to have the conversation. I know this happened to you last year. Or didn't didn't you tell me you had a, um, a thing with anxiety a while ago? I haven't seen you for a while. I wanted to check in. How are you doing? That's the first thing. Don't be afraid to ask someone how they are. You don't have to mention coronavirus in there. They might. And that brings me on to the second real point. It's about giving someone the space to tell you how they are. Let me tell you something real quick that happened to me out today. I was having coffee and I could... The tables were close together and I could hear the people on the next table discussing this um, topical outbreak at the moment. And one friend said to the other friend, you know, oh God, I'm, I'm really worried about it. Have you not seen the news sort of thing? And the other friend went, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. People are just overreacting and being silly. What that is, is it's a minimising response. The friend shut down the person who was worried. It's like a bit being slapped down, isn't it? It's like having a finger wagged at you and told, don't be ridiculous, don't be silly, get a grip of yourself sort of thing. That is a minimising response. It's telling the other person, I'm closed to holding your fear. I'm closed to holding your worries and I'm not going to give you any space to sit with that with you. I can't support you is what it's saying. So if you are interested in supporting someone with this, regardless of your own thoughts and feelings on it, try and suspend them. Try and put your thought process about it out of the way. What could have worked nicely as a response, those two friends with coffee earlier today, frightened friend, God, have you not seen the news? The other friend could have said, yeah, I have. I, I can tell you're really worried about it. Tell me a bit more about that. Are you worried? You know, give the other person a chance to explore it, sit with it, hold it. That is the opposite to minimising. That's welcoming it in and saying, I'm open for business. Tell me how you are. So after you've shown some empathy, after you've thought about who's exhibiting signs of stress, who do I need to check in with? Who do I need to talk to? After you've held the conversation and they know it's okay to talk with you, what do you do then? How can you be useful? There is a lot of use in just being available for someone to talk to. Don't underestimate. Just listening. Just listening and saying, yeah, this sounds really tough for you. You know, that is enough. That is more than enough. Oftentimes, that is more than enough for somebody who is anxious to feel like they're coming down from it. The second thing that might be useful in this case is to talk in terms of offering them a mantra. A mantra is a short, punchy statement. When people are anxious, often the thoughts go off and it feels like you're being taken out of your body. You can't rationalise, you can't ground yourself, you're being taken down a wormhole or rabbit hole that keeps getting faster and further and, you know, they can feel pretty out of it with it all, with anxiety and fear. By offering them a mantra, 
you are giving them something that they might be able to hang on to, to slow the decline and the spiral. What do I mean by that? I mean something like, um, if those two friends were having coffee, the supportive friend could say to the anxious friend, it's interesting, isn't it? News headlines are designed to grab attention. There's the mantra. News headlines are designed to grab attention. So if you are able to repeat that a couple of times, you know, um, or something like more people have complications with flu, more people have complications with flu. If you can offer that as a mantra to somebody who's feeling anxious when they're on their own or maybe in a couple of days time, that mantra might just come back to them. It might pop in their head if it's short and punchy and simple. Headlines are designed to grab attention. That might be enough just to bring someone down to switch off the emotional part of their brain and to engage that logical fact part of their brain. You know, it's a fact. Boring headlines don't sell papers. Boring headlines don't work on social media. It's always the worst case scenario. So just by getting somebody to logically think about and really embrace one fact rather than an opinion can be super helpful with anxiety as well. But mainly empathy. Find that empathy by wondering what would it be like if I was to stand in this person's shoes. Don't minimise a response from somebody if you can help it. Be open. Be the open door to communication just to say to someone, how are you? Tell me what's going on for you right now. How are you doing with things at the minute? You don't have to label it as coronavirus. That in itself will probably be a bit of a trigger, a bit of a red flag to somebody who's really struggling with this right now. If you can be supportive and you can have the conversations and you can be open to hold a space for somebody, you're doing a really great job. I hope some of this has been helpful for you right now. Thanks for listening. Take care. Goodbye.